Learn to be you, the podcast. Real talk, real people. Good morning, everybody. And I'm excited to start recording the podcast again. We've got new setup here. So we're having a guest on every week. And also Leah, my wife, is joining me. And it's just exciting to me. So this morning, obviously, I'm Jay, and we have Leah here. And Danny, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me on. So I'm Danny. I'm a self-love and empowerment coach and meditation teacher. And I work predominantly with women. I help women to love themselves fully and unconditionally and to help women to put themselves firmly back on the priority list and build that, that inner self-belief and self-worth that we all need and all deserve. I love that. And I can hear your passion coming through when you say oh, that. A bit yeah. like when I talk about what I do, it's just, it's just so important to you, isn't it? And it's just, you feel it. But yeah, without further ado, I'm going to get Leah here. It's like, I feel like that game show, you know, like the Wheel of Fortune. We need to get Leah like one of those glittery tops, isn't it? Yeah, I need to get one, a real wheel behind us. That would be amazing. But yeah, let Leah spin and because we don't know what we're talking about. We just have this wheel. So let's see what it says and you can show it to the screen and read it out to us. Okay, so we have, I don't know if you'll see it. Um, yeah. Mindset. Mindset. Awesome. Amazing. Brilliant. So I always, I always get the subject out and then I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to say. <laughs> it always like, I get nervous but yeah mindset I think mindset is is so important because I think it can cover lots of different areas of your life as in mindset so what do you guys think because Leah's now gone blank it's got stage fright <laughs> her first podcast but yeah, I, th I think I think I, I look at mindset from what I teach the children, as in the first thing I like to teach the children is that having a growth mindset rather than a fixed mindset. And I guess as, as adults, we were never taught about that in the first place. We just kind of, I didn't really know the word mindset till a few years ago. How about you two? Yeah, I was the same. I didn't, um, I didn't understand what mindset was for a long time. Um, because it's just our it's our belief system so it's what we we believe what we've learned that is true you know from our experiences from our childhood from from teachers from parents from experiences that we've had and that all shapes the things that we that we choose to believe but it's I think for a long time I didn't realize that it was a choice that I just I just knew it or thought I knew it and thought it is how it is and that, that I had this fixed mindset. Um, so yeah, it's interesting what you say about what you, the work that you do with children, because I think I definitely thought this is my mindset. This is how I'm always going to think. This is what, you know, what I know to be true. And I couldn't change that, but you definitely can. Exactly. It's so interesting though, isn't it? Because it, it kind of falls into the social conditioning. And there's a story that I heard and it really resonates with me about I don't know if you've heard it, I'll mention it quickly now, um, about this lady was cutting some lamb to go in the oven and she cut the end off. And then her husband said, what did you do that for? And she kind of like, well, my mum used to do it. So he's like, asked her mum, why did you do that? And she's like, well, my grand, my grand used to do it. And they asked the grand, she's like, yeah, we did it because the oven was smaller. So you see, we just do things. We don't know why we're yeah. doing it. Like parenting, for instance, you're a parent, we're a parent. You just start parenting in the way. And then you're like, do I, and then, 
when you stop and question yourself, I guess this is in every area of my life, I stopped and questioned, do I agree with this? And half of the things that I was doing, I didn't even agree with, but we just do it, don't we? So you're right mm -hmm. on, 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 I think in some ways you can have a bit of a fixed mindset and it can do you good. But I think if we don't teach children, it's a choice, even like your mood is a choice. Do you know what I mean? We don't teach this stuff. So how do they know? Because if we didn't know, how do they know? Leah, what did you want to add on mindset? What, what, think, what are your views? I think for me, mindset, I still actually quite struggle with. Um, I do find myself still having like that fixed old conditioning mindset, like you know, the, the not being enough, the going to you're not going to achieve what you want and falling into those stories. So I'm still quite, I guess, new to reconditioning those limiting beliefs. Um, and it can be quite debilitating, if that's the right word. It really does stop me at times. I know all the, the tools and things that, um, <clears throat> can help me. I'm learning from like from you guys that you know you've been on this whole journey a lot longer than I have. So I know all the tools, but there's still that inner critic that prevents my mindset being what I'd like it to be most of the time. If that makes sense. No, I, yeah. I, I hear you. And I think there's two points on it there. You have obviously your disabilities and I'm sure you won't mm -hmm. mind people know this. So you have your disability. So you have the fibromyalgia and you have the arthritis. So I think we deal with our mindset and our trauma and things like that. But on top of that, Leah's got this other layer. She's in pain constantly. Could you imagine? I couldn't imagine. Sometimes I'm a bit of a wimp when I hurt myself. But then I try and think of Leah because to try and have a strong mindset and deal with that pain, you don't realize how amazing you are. Do you know what I mean? Because to deal, you think about us, Danny, on a day-to-day -day basis and just getting up, that inner critic's still there. Do, mm. I guess you'd agree with me on that. It still comes yeah. in. We still go on our group coaching or, or our sessions, me with the children, you with adults, women. And I guess you still have the, sometimes the niggling thought in there that you're not good enough or you're going to foul or you're going to mess it up or you don't know what you're talking about. But... So that's still there for, for me. And I just want to share that, that just because we've done this work, it doesn't, I don't think you're in a critic. I like to call it my chimp. My chimp's name is Bob. I like to give him a banana when he starts chirping on. I don't, I don't think, I don't know if you agree with me, Dan. Do you, do you think that ever goes away, that inner critic? Or you just learn to deal with it a bit better? I think, one second, my, my battery is just flashing up. One second, I'll come to okay. that. That's um, okay. I... In my um, experience, and I'm still, you know, I'm still on this journey and I feel, I guess I feel the same as you, Jay, that I don't think it ever goes away. And I think it is constant work. And I suppose just to recognise what you said as well there, Leah, I mean, we've had lots of conversations, so you know that I am not enough comes up for me, you know, massively. Um, and that was a story that I always had and that still comes up for me. You know this this work never finishes and I recognize when it comes up for me the most when I'm run down when I'm not looking after myself when my self-care is not there 
that I am not enough, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, that comes up really loud. Um, and I think it's almost like it's almost like an alarm bell for me then to be like, okay, how am I not showing up for myself? So I suppose hearing what you were saying, you know, Jay, about Leah and waking up and having that pain is that you possibly, you know, you've got that even more because you've got that going on at the same time as trying to show up for yourself, as trying to look after yourself. So honestly, just to really acknowledge you and, and what you're doing and the fact that that story comes up and still comes up, I really relate to that because it still comes up for me. But I know that when that story comes up louder for me, it's because I'm not looking after myself. It's when I'm not doing enough, you know, to, to support my mindset, I suppose. No, I hear you. I, I, I do that because I'm the last year I really focused on putting self-care into myself because I think as a father and as a carer for Leo on day she can't move, Jay kind of came last, but I really recognized by putting myself first, that really helps not only my clients and the people I work with, but but like Leah and Jaden. Do you know what I mean? Because things don't get to me as quick the pressure. And I, I find with myself when Leah is bad with her health things i have now realized that i feel a lot of pressure because i put it on myself so i've learned mm-hmm. to stop putting everything together and separate everything because then everything's fine because do you know what if the housework doesn't get done but i'm taking five minutes on myself who cares we put so much pressure on ourselves don't we to be this perfect version and i think i guess you learn stuff as you've grown up and we've learned some of this stuff later than we probably would have liked to um but i guess it's about you've made a good point there really putting that self-care in and i think you're right leah does need to recognize her strength because if i was in the amount of pain she was in i wouldn't even be able to focus on self-care or showing up for anybody let alone myself and she does show up for other people in her amazing tarot and she won't be modest enough to to mention this but her her tarot i sit outside the room and i i listen to the spirit message and the tarot she's giving to people and it's like she's literally coaching people without even being trained in how to be a coach it's just magical do you know what i mean and and i don't think she realizes how amazing that is but i think it's a good point not only for leah to hear this but but everybody listening to this podcast that actually your inner critic kind of never goes away you just get used to I guess, observing the thought and not attaching a feeling to the thought. Would you agree with that? Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's what I've learned to do is that it's around that awareness. And even what you said, Lee, you know, having that awareness that that story comes up for you. I think even that is, you know, it's really incredible because certainly for a long time, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't detach myself from it. I just thought that voice that I was hearing all the time that was telling me I wasn't good enough or I couldn't do this was was real. You know, that just instilled deeper in me that, well, I just can't do that because I'm hearing this voice all the time. Um, and I think having that awareness, like you said, Jay, of being able to notice it and then detach from that. And, you know, there's different ways, certainly, that's helped me in doing that. Journaling's a massive part of it. You know, journaling's been a massive um, tool, I suppose, practice for me that's made me start to notice those patterns and those stories that are coming up and, and when they're coming up stronger. And, 
you know, start to to get out of my head and, and down on paper so I can almost detach myself from it. Um, meditation is also another one. I know you're passionate about that as well, Jay. Um, and just starting to just starting to kind of show yourself that compassion of the things that you are doing. You know, our brain is automatically going to take us to, you know, the, the things that we're not doing and the things that we need to fix and the things that, you know, it's something like 80%, isn't it, of like the thoughts that we have around negative thoughts, mm. negative, positive, you know, for want of a better word. And it's because it's trying to keep us safe and it's trying to, you know, watch out for those danger points. But if that's what you're hearing all the time and that's what you're holding on to, you're going to feel rubbish about yourself. So then it's it's that awareness of it, but it's also that, you know, starting to feed in the good stuff, starting to celebrate the things that you can do, starting to celebrate, you know, the strengths that you have, like you've done so beautifully for Leah there um, today. Um, and absolutely, I will back that up so much because Leah is incredible with tarot. Um, but yeah, it's starting to recognise those so that when that, you know, that doubt and that, you know, the the I'm not, I'm not enough comes in you can counterbalance that and say no actually I've done this this and this I love all that and, and that's amazing wisdom there and amazing things that you do and I love talking about things I do because it really shows people it works because I think around there's lots of people singing this stuff but they don't do it and it's like well if you don't do it why should I so we do this stuff everything we talk about we do Sorry, Leah disappeared there. She had to go and save the puppy from the sofa. <laughs> the joys of having a puppy. But yeah, no, I really love all that. And I think, Leah, you do a bit of journaling, don't you? I've got back into doing the journaling. Um, I kind of dip in and out of it. Um, again, like you mentioned, like with the fibro and arthritis, uh, um, I forget a lot. <laughs> So I miss a day and then that day turns into a week and turns into a month. And then I get to that point where the mindset is really on the, on the negative bias. And I start to, to um, I recognize it, but I'm at the point where I don't recognize it until it's not too late, but it's got quite deep. And then I pick up the journal and again, and I do the work and I get back up to that um, good point again, and then I forget. And so I'm in that circle, like vicious circle with it at the moment. Um, and I think I'm still at the point where I feel like I'm being selfish. I feel like that's part, again, it's one of those conditioning things, isn't it? you know, from like the, the childhood traumas and things like that you go through and it's selfish to put you first. So it's selfish for me when I've been pain and I can't do things. And then when I'm having that good day, when I can take time to focus on me and journaling and meditation and things like that, I'm then like, well, no, I can't do that because I've been selfish because I've not been around the family so yeah and I think it's about for me you mentioned about um perfection mm. if I'm not doing something and it's not perfect it's not worth doing 
I'm kind of in that mindset with it at the moment. So it's trying to deconstruct that negative story all the time, you know, So and, and that gets quite tiring as well. And so, yeah, I'm, again, like I mentioned, I have got all the knowledge there. It's the action that I struggle with. Um, when it's good, it's good, obviously, you know, um, like most things, but I'm just trying to get that real balance. I think that can be quite difficult when it comes to your mindset, when you have the other factors to take on board. Finding a balance is quite difficult because you don't know what's happening from one day to the next. Mm -hmm. I think I think there everybody gets to this illusion that like you hear work life balance. To me, there's no such thing. My coach, my business coach, I can't remember it exactly, but she said it's like a triangle. There's three areas of your life, and one of them will always be out of sync because you know, uh, and Danny, you're a parent as well, that you, you, your parenting will be on form and your business will be on form, but then you you're not spending enough time with your partner, and then or and it all just jiggles. And so I think there you've just got to take that out of your head. That I personally don't believe that everything's always going to because for me balance i i think the scowls you know the scowls and i don't yeah. think they're ever going to be in sync because i guess you've got a kind of maybe have a list of things that are like danny said recognizing and putting that self-care in to me that would be high on your on a list to do because then for you for your for your partner and your marriage and who you're with and your children and and that that and the business that's got to come first because all of those other things will be uh, I think, do, do you know what I mean? And I think what you said about you, you do the journaling and then you forget. I'm the same. I, I don't really resonate too much with journaling. I do journal, but I like to do videos. So I'll make videos, like video mm -hmm. Um, And then sometimes I'll actually share them with people because I think there's such wisdom in there. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we can all fall off the wagon quite easy. As you say, Danny, our, our brain is set on this negative bias. So it's like, you don't do something for a couple of days it kind of starts to windle away doesn't it i guess that's with anything yeah. so do you find that if you don't keep in that constant habit of doing those self-care things that they start you notice they start going away yeah absolutely and i think there's a couple of things that happen that from you know from what what i've kind of read up about this is that firstly our brain wants to take us down the easiest route you know not not only does it like to keep us safe with flashing up all the dangers to us it also wants to take us down the easiest route. And even if that's not a comfortable route, if that makes sense, you know, even if it's doing something that ultimately isn't helping you, it's going to take you down that route because that's what you've always done. And that's why bringing in new habits, making changes is hard because for your brain, it's having to work harder than it's worked before. And it's going to do everything to stop you from doing that. Because let's face it, you know, our brain, and our body is doing so much other stuff. Is going to say, no, no, just, you know, stick with the easy option. Do what, you know, do what you've always done, even if that's not doing you any favours. And I think that's why, you know, so many of us, even if we have that thought, I don't know, like meditation is going to help me today or doing some exercise is going to help me. Your brain is going to come up with all the excuses not to do it because that would be the easier option. And then we think, well, what's wrong with me? Why don't I want to go to the gym? Or why don't I want to journal? Or why don't I want to do meditation? 
there's nothing wrong with you. Your brain is just trying to take you down that easy, easy route. And I think that's why it is, you know, it is hard to make those changes. And it's being really compassionate with yourself when you are doing that. And I think also, I, I don't know if you relate to this, but when things are good, I'll think, well, I don't need to do the journaling and I don't need to do the meditation. Everything's good at the moment. But then it goes to pot and then you're like, oh, oh, yeah, I've not been doing the things that make me feel good. No, it's exactly right. You do. You start stopping doing them because you're like, oh, I'm fine. I've done that. And I've really like with my morning and like my routine, I've really like started like doing like everything in the morning and then started doing nothing. And then I've kind of like my my little tag is the J where I've really found what works for me. And and I really would suggest that people don't find what works for you. It's like we say to our children, don't we try lots of different things and see what works for you because I think sometimes you can fall into the trap of self-care just being another to-do list, a tick list that, oh, I did that today. Just And then sometimes you don't do it and then you beat yourself up because you didn't do it. So it's like you say, it is being compassionate with yourself. And I think that's where Leah can take something from here, that actually when she doesn't do X, Y, or Z, that actually because of a pain or she forgets to actually just be compassionate with yourself and not, have it as a tick list that you must do or, or, or I have to beat myself up and tell myself this. I think, and it takes time because it took me, and I think another thing is building your tribe, yeah? Building that people around you that actually can give you that kick up the bottom that maybe you need or that little talk in the ear or a bit of motivation. I think some people need the accountability of other people and that's okay. So maybe that's something you could find, Leah. Some other people that are doing what you need to do that can give you that little thing. Because I guess, I guess Leah doesn't want to, and, and you can disagree if you, if you doesn't want to put that on me. To Jay, can you help me remind me to do my journaling? Because she sees the amount of stuff I do in this family already. So maybe it's about finding that external person that can really help her to start building these habits without. Because I guess. I can just talk from what I think and Leah can kind of think that I do a lot for her when her joints are bad. So I guess it's like, I don't want people to do more stuff for me. I want to do stuff for myself and I try my best to let, let her be as independent as she can be at times. But I guess that as a mindset for me, just think about it, it will be quite hard that some of the things that I want to do, even as far as just remembering stuff, um, would be quite hard. So I, I don't think actually you see how strong your mindset is, Leah, because for me to remember the stuff I need to do, and that's without the pain. And, and I mean like excruciating pain. Leah's, I, I could never understand like from head to toe, literally pain. You know yourself, if you get a headache, you can't concentrate. You can't, mm -hmm. you can't, you don't parent right. You, you're snappy and you, you, do you know what I mean? It takes real composure to show up and be who you are. So that's kind of an interesting, and, and I'm glad we're having this conversation because it's really made me stop and think how I could do things better for you. But yeah, so I don't think, and I don't think you could explain the pain, but how do you kind of with your mindset get out of bed in the morning when literally every ounce of you is shot done not not wanting to move that would be interesting to to understand 
I don't even understand it myself, though, to be honest. I think it's just got to, like, it's just normal for me. So I know that obviously we have got a child that needs my attention. We've now, like, just being a family, there's things that we need to do. So I have to put that pain aside, I suppose, and not have that control me. It's on my terms, if that makes sense. So I know, I actually, I say I know when I need to stop, I actually don't because I will keep going until I'm forced to stop. So there is that aspect there where I need to listen more to my body because there are many times where I really should just rest and I'm like no because xyz needs doing we've made plans to do whatever so they come first rather than the pain that I'm in and that rest that I need so I don't really think that I fully understand it myself mm. I, I I think there that's interesting to me but I think there it's still what I heard from you, you're putting other people first, but to some degree, I think that benefits you because if you didn't, you probably wouldn't move at all. But then on the other hand, you need to put yourself first a bit more. So I guess it's just really tapping into that self-awareness, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's conflicting, isn't it? Because mm. like you say, I do agree that if I wasn't, if I didn't use like yourself or Jaden as my reason, my, my why, then I would spend most of the time just not moving because the pain is too much or the I think sometimes as well because like obviously as you know where like the pain gets so much in my legs they'll just give away so I'll just fall and that fear would stop me as well like I'm in so much pain today what if I was to mm. fall or what if this was to happen but so if I got into if I allowed that story to play out then yeah, I wouldn't do anything. So I, I suppose using family as my why, that's what keeps me. Uh, I just find that quite interesting there. because it's, it's true, isn't it? We say to people, there's a quote that says, I wish you could see yourself through my eyes. And I really wish Leah could see herself through mine or even your eyes, because I just have so much admiration, let alone her being my wife and, and my soulmate, because to actually think that, She's in that much pain and can just move. I have, uh, uh, my back sometimes hurts and I'm like, oh, I can't move. And then I remember Aaliyah and then it pushes me forward. But yeah, wow. I think what came up for me was actually how incredible your mindset is, Leah. Mm. How strong your mindset is that actually you're overcoming all the pain and everything else that's going in in your body to be like, I'm doing this. So if you ever think like your mindset isn't strong, you've got one of the strongest mindsets, 100%. But I think, you know, what also came across to me when you were sharing was how, and, and I know, you know, and anyone who, who follows and sees you as a unit, you know, how important family is for you. And I suppose I'd just to say that, you know, when that guilt comes up for you and you think I can't do something for me, when you do something for you, how do you then feel? So if you made time for your self-care and you did something, put the guilt to one side, how do you feel afterwards? Um, 
re-energized, I suppose, and like um, more ready to face the day. And yeah, just alive. <laughs> yeah. And what's the impact of that for for Jay and Jaden and your family? The days do run more smoothly, and like if I'm able to. Because, like, obviously, on an energy level, I, like, you're aware that, you know, somebody's energy is rubbish. It does impact the people around. So when I've got, I've done that self-care that um, is needed, my energy is higher so it doesn't deplete the rest of the family. And it does, so it's felt on that more of an energetic level more than anything else because... I think, I don't, well, I assume, I don't know, I can't be 100% sure, obviously, but where I don't express the pain anyway, like, it's just normal, so it's not noticed as much unless my energy is really low, so it's just mm -hmm. like a normal, so I think it is more noticeable on that energy level rather than on the, the physical level, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah, because you shield, she shields um, myself and Jaden from how much pain she's actually in. And I don't think it'd be good for you to share. And we've talked about this, but I don't think even if you told us, anyone could ever imagine. The, I don't, I don't guess there's ever an amount of pain that I've ever been in that I could imagine the pain. So I agree with Danny. You actually need to applaud yourself for even taking your head off the pillow. So whenever you think your mindset isn't strong, I guess a list. Of, of achievements and the things you do, even getting out of bed should be by your bedside table to look at because I did that before. Like, cause I realized like I get testimonials from clients and I read them, I share them, but I don't really read them. I don't really take it in and celebrate myself. So I've started to agree with myself that I'll read them twice because we need to I take like it in. But I guess yeah. that goes back to the social conditioning of you're being cocky or you're being big headed yeah. or if you pick yourself up. And I guess that comes up for me when, when people say nice things about me, but I know I'm awesome, but I, I think I really need to get more comfortable with reading that stuff. So I, I, we're all, a, we're all a work in progress, aren't we? Do you know what I mean? We're all at different stages, but we can all resonate. And I think Leah, I think you think you're further back than you actually are. I think you, you're being hard on yourself and you're actually, further along in your journey and your, and your mindset because to, to control your mindset when you're in pain is amazing literally yeah. I, I don't even know the words to use it's wow yeah it goes to that comparing mm. and we all do it don't we that you know we all compare ourselves to everyone else around us and I think that's probably where a lot of my insecurities come from when I see like oh well but so and so is doing this 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 and this for their mindset and I'm not so I'm not quite where they need to be I need to do more work I need to do more I need to put more time in or I need to yeah you know there's so there's that and then there's the as you know the perfectionism and if I can't do something 100% then I don't do it because it's not going to be perfect 
and you know I've, that's something that I've um, struggled with for a long time, isn't it? That need needing to be perfect, and if I can't be perfect, then it's if it's not perfect, it's not worth doing. But what does the word perfect even mean? I've, I've had this conversation with a client. What does the word perfect even mean? Mm. What is perfect? Because what's yeah. perfect for Danny won't be perfect for me. And what's perfect for me won't be perfect for you. Because perfect is just an illusion. It's not even, actually, what is perfect? It's like the word normal. What's normal? Because what's normal for me and Danny, not in pain, is not normal for you. Mm. So the way you wake up in the morning is not normal. See, see so those words, I think I, I love talking about words because it's so powerful. You don't realize how powerful the words are. And I choose my words so differently now that I use because they just either heighten your emotion or, or lower it. And I really am careful with the words I use. Do you know what I mean? So, so be careful with the word perfect. And I think this is a good lesson for people listening. There is no such thing as perfect. No, I really relate to you with the, the perfectionism one because that was definitely one of mine. And one of my affirmations each day is I'm focusing on progress and not perfection because I, I was all about perfection. And I'd set those, you know, parameters of what perfect looked like. I mean, I'd never define it, but I was searching for it, you know, always striving for that perfection. And I'd never get to it because I'd always shift the goalposts. I'd always be like, oh, OK, I've done this. You know, I've maybe got the validation from outside, but it's still not enough. When I do this, then then it will be perfect. Then I've done enough. Oh no, I've got that. Oh, okay, no, now when I do the next thing, then it will be. And I just keep pushing it on and pushing it on. And for me, it was all tied up in that I'm not enough. And just that need to do more, always be doing more. And the thing is, I realized that actually I was the only one that was setting that bar like no one else is. And I remember hearing um, a podcast, uh, I can't remember who it was actually, but um. And it was about in Taoism, they um, they say that that perfectionism is actually um, akin to death, because once you've reached perfectionism, where else is there to go? Mm. So you may as well, you know, you reap perfectionism, you may as well die because you've got nowhere else to get to. And I really like it. Really kind of struck a chord because it was like, well, actually, yeah, like you know firstly what is perfectionism but secondly if you got that where else have you got to go like you can't grow anymore you can't do anymore you've reached whatever that perfect is and you just kind of stand still so um so yeah I think it it kind of struck a chord with me that actually instead of looking at what that perfect looks like looking at the the journey to get there and what you're learning along the way. And we are all just learning along the way. You know, we all do that comparing with each other, don't we? But we're all just winging it. We're all just winging it. Like none of us have got all the answers. None of us know exactly what we're doing. Yeah, I love that. Oh. I, I do, that, that really resonates, yeah. that quote. And it's just so simple, but it's so profound because it's so true. If, if you become perfect, where do you go next? And this is why I love having the people around me that I do and the conversations, because even where I think I'm pretty good, I think, well, I think I know I'm a good father and I know I'm a good husband, but I still wouldn't say I'm perfect because I don't want to be, because there's always room to grow, isn't there, in everything we do. And we grow by the people we're around and the environments we're in. So I think that, that quote there 
is something that you can remember, Leah, when you're searching for this imaginary perfect, mm. that there is no perfect. And if you get to it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I love that. that that's amazing. And I think some people listening could really resonate with that. And that's something small and simple that's so powerful that hopefully people could take away from this. But yeah, wow. Yeah. I always start these conversations and never know what I'm going to say and think, oh God, I don't know what I'm doing here. And then it's, it's just like a rainbow of conversations. I love to describe it as a rainbow because we start off over here and we end off over here. And I just think we've learned so much in this little space of time. So I can't wait to go back and listen to this and, and take more wisdom from it. But I think we're naturally coming to the end of our conversation just on time. Look at that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, so if we all want to just end with a, a point or if you've got anything else you want to say before we jump off, but wow, thank you both for joining me and Leo, I hope it wasn't too bad <laughs> and your <laughs> nerves are gone. Coaching session for me, didn't it today? <laughs> but that's what it's about, and you're gonna take what you need from a podcast. And I hope the people listening might really resonate with you, and they really take what we've said. Because even though you feel you've got some stuff from this, I've really taken some stuff from Danny, and hopefully Danny's taking some from what we've said. So it's about that, isn't it? It's about that tribe, that village. That that it not only takes a village to raise your children; it actually takes a village to raise yourself because. Some of the things we're talking about and going through, we actually are reparenting ourselves. So we need this support. So if you feel like it was a coaching session, that says to me that you feel like you got something from it. So that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just to reiterate what you've said there, Jay, that we're all just learning. You know, none of us have all the, the answers. Like, you know, that inner critic still comes up. The work on the mindset still comes up that perfectionism in me still comes up, you know, I still get all of that, you know, none of us are immune to it. And it doesn't make, it doesn't make me broken, doesn't make anyone else broken, none of us need fixing. These are all part of the human experience. I love that. And this is the thing, isn't it? And this is what we're here for. We're all just sharing the stuff that we've learned along the way, because I guess to try and learn everything in your life would be kind of impossible. So it's good to have the people around you and this podcast that you can just tap in and get all the best bits. Because we've done the, the, the thousands of books, we've done the podcast, and we're just wanting to help the people listening and the people that come on with that little bit of wisdom. And there might just be that one sentence in the whole podcast that people really take away and learn from. And that's enough for me because... This is all it's about, and we are. And I love, there's a quote, you were saying that nobody's broken. There's a quote that says, even um, broken crowns still colour. Nobody's oh, broken. Do you know what I, I mean? We're that. not broken. You just don't know what you don't know. And unless you listen and be open and put yourself out there, you're never going to know. You're always just going to go along that path because that's where you were told to go. But yeah, I love this. This has been an amazing conversation. I think, unless, Leah, you've got anything else you wanted to end with, We'll end it there and, wow, we'll share you, everything about Thank you, you Danny, in the bottom of here so people can come and find you and the work you're doing because you're just amazing and I'm so glad. I like to call it my tribe, but it's my family. I want people around me and I build my own family. So you're always going to be there in my heart and I'm sure we'll speak to you again real soon. Yeah, lovely. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you found it just as powerful listening as we found it recording. 
If you would like to reach out to any of us on this episode, you'll find our details in the description below.